Hello everyone. People were clicking up their heels there yesterday at Rose Hill Gardens. What a, what a day's racing. Golden Rose Day. Uh, the Victorian Colt Jackano came to Sydney. He came back to Sydney. Of course, we saw him in the Golden Slipper where he ran sixth. But he's won the Golden Rose. And now Mick Price is talking things even bigger. He is talking about an Everest in a couple of weeks' time. That's what we'll talk about this morning and have a look at the Golden Rose and the Golden Pen and our two big races in Sydney yesterday, Duff. Yeah, terrific race, the Golden Rose. Um, proper horses, a proper win. Mm. I don't think I, that was an amazing win, the way he just he threw himself at the line. Yeah, and considering that all day they weren't really making ground, um, I was a bit concerned before the race because nothing had really flashed home out in the middle of the track. But... We didn't unleash him, but gee, what a, what a horse. Yeah. And you don't see horses come that wide and win at Rose Hill very often, that's for sure. Well, should he be thinking about the Everest? Well, I say yes. I say yes. This horse, you know, we're in a whole new world now. This horse, is, he's won his golden rose. It's a stallion-making race. Mm -hmm. He's got nothing else to prove there. It can only He can only probably lose a bit of value if he goes to the Caulfield Guineas and he gets kicked in the head by um, Af Cabin or something. Mm -hmm. So now, um, show me the money, I say. Show me the money. He's, uh, it's a brave call, but we're talking a lot of money. We're talking about a race with a lot of speed in it. That's what I was about to say. The speed will just we're suit looking, it down the We're ground. crying out for a back marker, mm. and if he can keep in touch with them, he's going to run well. Yep. He's going to run well, so I say be brave. Uh, Mick Price, who wasn't there yesterday, uh, Ray Thomas rang him, and the quotes are in the Telegraph this morning, Jack and I will go to the Everest if we get a run. He says, I know Jack and I has to take on the best sprinters in the Everest, and it would be a tough job, but I'll still ask him of it. Um, three three-year-olds, three-year-old Colts have run in this race. Graf ran fifth in 2018, yes, 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 one and Home Affairs ran ninth. There's been three fillies in the original year, three-roll fillies who ran in the first Everest. But there's a, uh, a line there with yes, yes, yes. They're both by Rubik. Mm. Yep, and uh, these old champs, they scare everyone off, but they're not getting any, any uh, well, younger. Any younger. <laughs> so yeah. We're, we're, yeah, I, I think it's the right time to try. I, I'm, and I'm a big fan of, I know only one's one, mm. but I'm a big fan of three-year-olds in this race with that weight pool. Let's have a look at him, uh, Jack and I, winning the uh, Golden Rose yesterday when we picked them up around the home turn. He looked to be in an unwinnable position. Yeah, it, well, yeah, probably. He, he, he was probably, he kept him in touch and he peeled off him here, Damien, and I thought he, he rode him beautifully to this stage. Obviously, he rode him beautifully to win, but he took a while to wind him up and wind up he did. You know, they've run half a second faster than Nimalee on the day, so it's, it's a proper race. Um, but to think he could get up with a 150 metres to go there. Pretty incredible. And not, not only his run, but in secret. Like, Amazing. It was really... She was gone. She was, she was gone. Area. She was going to get beaten, like, I reckon, a length. And then at the 100 metre mark, she found, like, two lengths. Godolphin thought they had that race won twice. Yes. They were cheering yeah. for Golden Mile. They thought he had it in the box once he got past Zoo Tiger. And then when In Secret came at him, they were cheering again for a different horse before Jackano comes down the centre. Yeah, by look, he, he, you've got to dissect it. The winner was just on a, in a league of his yeah. own to do what he did. Yep. But the second filly, I agree with Corey, she... she Hit that pain barrier at the top of the straight. And, oh, you, you're going to drop off yep. here. And then she had the hide to keep 
finding something and look actually looking the winner with 15 minutes yeah. to go. So I thought it was an amazing performance from her. Is there a little query on him running a mile right out now? The the the, the, the golden mile. Well, he, he certainly. I, to win. I, I think he done a gr great job considering like where he positioned up. Like okay. he, he didn't have a lot of luck early. Obviously had to stroll forward, sit outside the lead. I'd prefer to see him ridden a little bit quieter. Um, bit but that was yeah, with a bit of cover. Like he was he looked aggressive there even up in the bridle. Like he wasn't overdoing it, but it's just a bit too solid to be getting the mile uh, ridden like that. Yeah, fair enough. He, yeah. he they didn't go seem to be going hard. A lot of them are on the bit charging there. She's yeah. extreme. She. Uh, wanted to go a little bit aggressive there, though that, that she'll back up well next week. Um, Fireburn, I thought she went really, really well. Um, Gary Portelli was quoted as saying she goes straight to the paddock after this run. I tell you what, once he finds all those pigeons, he should have another think about this. <laughs> <laughs> he, this, this filly will run enormous she, if he backs her up. She's crying out for more more ground, a, I think. Yeah, she's crying out for a month. Surely he's got to give her one more run. It's only a week. He's going to spell it for two months. Yeah. Um, I back her up in the flight. Oh, why not? Yeah, well, she's, she's extreme, will back up. Yeah, and so yeah. should that filly, I think, if she does well. Mm -hmm. But Gary knows what he's doing. And um, if we ha you know, happen to get a drop of rain next week, that uh, those two fillies are right in that race. There's, mm. there's, there's no doubt about it. So, yeah, interesting as far as... Um, what happens next with a lot of these horses, actually. Uh, the other interesting part to this is that Lindsay Maxted, who's uh, part owner of Jackano, he's also the chairman of Coolmore. And they're looking for a horse to fill their slot because Best of Bordeaux obviously went by the wayside yesterday, having to be scratched yeah. out of the heritage. Uh, they may run him in the Roman Consul, but that's a bit late, isn't it, to be worrying about filling an Everest slot yeah, waiting exactly. that long. Mm -hmm. So if Jackano is the horse, if he is Johnny on the spot for Coolmore and for Mick Price, so be it. Yep, well, that sounds even better. Um, it might make it a bit, a bit easier to do a Do deal. the deal. Or maybe a little bit harder, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, know how, they know how it works. You can play a bit of, right. you can play a bit of hard ball there. <laughs> Let's, uh, and, of course, the other part of the training partnership in this uh, Mick Price uh, outfit is Michael Kent Jr. Yeah. Haven't they formed a wonderful partnership? Oh, amazing. They're, they're a great combination. Yeah. They yeah. really are. How many Group 1 winners have they had now? Six now. Yeah. Yep. It's a good effort. And the punters love them because they're, they're so out there and, and forthright with their opinions and their, mm. their honesty and, and uh, I think yeah, they're a very popular duo. So six now for that combination of Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. and 25 now for Damien Lane. Here they were after the race. So congratulations, Michael. Thank you. Thank well done. You've got an eagle, now you've got a rose. That's uh, fantastic. Uh, what, what a win. They don't normally do that. No, it's, it's quite incredible. And watching the races today, you wouldn't have thought a win like that was possible. Yeah, exactly. But the speed was on and they kept flowing. And the important thing was the horse broke well and got into a winning position. And uh, G lets down well. So uh, super exciting. I'm wrapped for all the owners. Uh, Lindsay Maxted's at the Geelong Swans game at the G, so he'll be delighted as well. All right, well, they've got something to cheer about today. You knew this horse had come back in great form with the strength of his first up win. Yeah, exactly. As a two-year-old, he's always the horse who's going to improve the most. He was awesome uh, first up and a real set play by, by Mick and the team to come here second up with the trial, keep the speed in his legs. He's not a robust horse, so... I'm just delighted. It's fantastic. You probably walked away disappointed on Golden Slipper Day because you struck that heavy track, but he still ran so well. Heavy track. The blinkers were on. They fired him up a little bit, and he was just too immature. We've got a much more uh, robust horse these days, and um, 
I mean, uh, yeah, it's very exciting. So, uh, Group 1 Golden Rose. Congratulations, Frosty. That was impressive, mate. Like, nothing's made ground all day. You come down the centre of the track. Wow. Yeah, thanks, Brownie. He was great. Um, we discussed with the owners pre-race that um, perhaps they weren't making a lot of ground, but just said we can't, we can't really do anything else with him because he doesn't jump that well. So I knew I'd be off to speed. I thought there might have been a bit more pressure than what looked like on paper, and that unfolded. And today was by far his best run. The way he let down off that tempo was, was really good. How much improvements he got? Like he, he just, he was, he was incredible today. Yeah, he was really a big baby in the autumn, and he was just so raw. And you thought, oh, if he takes that next step, he can go on with it. And you know yourself. Not many do. You say that about a lot of horses, but he really has. And everything he does, he just gets more professional. And um, hopefully he can still find a bit more improvement from here. James McDonald in secret. Yeah, she's run enormous. Very proud of her effort. She went super. Ben Mellum, Zoo Tiger. Had a good run in front and um, was a really pleasing run. Sam Clifford and Golden Mile. Yeah, super effort. Look, it wasn't the sort of tension will be as close as what we were, but... Just under the circumstances, just had to ride the horse and uh, he fought him very brave. Brenton Abdullah Fireburn. Yeah, she was awesome. Just, you know, my race was beat when the Barry draw came out, so if they decide to run her next week, it'll take a good one better. Tommy Berry, she's extreme. Yeah, she just got buffeted around a lot mid-race, never really got into a great rhythm, even though it was a good spot. Probably took away from her in a finish, but don't drop off for the flight stake, she's going well. Jason Collett, Sajardin. Yeah, run probably as good as he can. Luke Nolan, Malene. Uh, sound run, um, probably I'd like it a bit firmer, unfortunately, it brings out a lot of rain with him, this horse. Mark Zara, Domier. Yeah, a little bit keen with cover and probably didn't finish off because of that. Josh Parr, Permitto. I'm quite taken by him as a horse, he got a striking individual, really good effort here today. Cheers. Blake Shin, Paris Dior. Look, wasn't ideal from the draw and I think she's better on top of the ground. Tim Clark, Brosnan. Yeah, he got back. He done a little bit of um, made up a little bit of ground late, but further the better for him. Regan Bayless, fast witness. Yeah, we're well, following the winner. Um, we just lost his back when sort of the pressure come on, but his, the owners are going to have a lot of fun with him. He's a nice horse. Chad Schofield, Basquiat. Uh, yeah, we rode him a bit quieter today. We were three wide with cover. The winner was just inside of us, but um, he just boxed on up the straight. Karen McAvoy, political debate. He just found them a bit sharp today, so maybe just stretch him out in trip and. See if he can he can get back to his best form then. Okay, that's what all the jockeys had to say. Now, what about Zoo Tiger? Yeah, he went enormous. He he ran uh, probably right up to John's opinion of him. Mm. When everyone dropped off him after yeah. last start, we forget that he did run favourite in that lead up, and he proved he's a very promising horse. And maybe just had a little bit flat there in the Ming Dynasty second up. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, no, I thought his run was massive. You know, drawing the gate that he did, he, they didn't go quick like you said. No. They sort of backed it off mid race. But well, um, I think yeah. John in pre race was saying in interviews I heard we want to ride him a little, you know, a little bit quieter. But they were left no alternative yeah. because everyone wanted to do the same thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, here is the trainer. John O'Shea. John O'Shea, he was at big odds, but you knew what you were doing putting Zoo Tiger in that race. Yeah, no, I think the market probably got him wrong, to be fair. I mean, he, you can't start 350 one week and then 70 the next. Um, and then he ran up to his 350 quote the previous week in the Ming Dynasty. So he just, he probably paid the penalty for what happened in the Ming Dynasty. He just smoked a little bit down the side uh, and probably negated his finish. He wouldn't have beat the winner, but he he might have just travelled a bit kinder, but Ben gave him a beautiful, sweet ride. He's a really genuine colt. He'll run further. Uh, I'd love an opportunity just to ride him a pair back, you know. He's drawn double digits all season and it's just forced our hand a bit. 
But I think the day that he lobs sort of in the first five with a backside to follow, I think you'll see a really good colt. Where do you go now? I think we'll just let the dust settle. You know, um, there's some lovely race in Sydney. I don't know if he'd be a Caulfield horse. Um, and so we'll just have a chat to Ben, see what he thinks. Um, obviously, it'll be convenient for him to ride him down there, but and, and that's something we need to take into account. But um, I, I, I'm, I just let the dust settle. I just I, I really like the horse, and I think if we just bring him along nicely, he'll pay us in spades later on. Now let's go to the other three-year-old race on the program, the Heritage uh, Stakes. This didn't look like it was going to be one of the highlights of the day because we were down to six runners. with seven scratchings. Uh, Best of Bordeaux, who was the short price favourite, was scratched. Little did we know we were about to see something pretty special with economics. Now, he put the writing on the wall to a certain extent with his barrier trial. He looked very sharp in his trial and he's a sharp colt, there's no doubt about it. And he, you know, he'd been well handled, just went to a... He, he won a scone maiden at the end of last prep, but there has been eight winners come out of that race. So there was a bit, of, not, a bit stronger maiden than what you might think. But he... Look, if he can stretch this speed out to 1,200 metres, he could be a good colt, I think. I, well, I rushed into the jockey's room just prior to this race to speak to Chad Schofield about the horse. Obviously, watching his first lot of trials before he won, and then his second, well, this previous lot, he just looks like a totally different horse. So I went in to see Chad, what did he think of him? And Chad said to me, he thinks he's a group one horse. Mm. So I, I, I was ultra impressed when I seen him walking in the enclosure. I'd never laid eyes on him before, mm. but Chad actually said he's he rode him, I think it was last Saturday, a bit of work, and he said it was the best bit of work that he's ever been on. Mm. So, yeah, I, I was pretty impressed with the win. He's mm. done it with ease. All he's got to do is just bring it up to 1,200, and then he might have a pretty good horse. Look, Opal Ridge was OK, um, probably outclassed, and he'll make a horse, Hawaii 5 I think he'll make a horse. Mm. He's got a, he's got a, he's a lovely, big, strong horse who um, he's learning all the time. Uh, let's go and hear from Annabelle Neesham and also Chad Schofield. He has just taken a little bit of time, um, but he's a really high quality horse. His, his work on Tuesday, I thought it was going to take a good horse to beat him here today. And um, yeah, Chad, to be fair to Chad, he's done a lot of the work with him as well. And he gave him a good ride because he looked like he was just over racing a bit around yeah. the turn. I was just wanting him to drop the bit. Um, there was obviously no cover there for him, but uh, to his credit, he stuck to, the, stuck to the task well. And that's only his third start. I think you had a supremely confident jockey well before this race was uh, drawn up, but the way he rode him showed his confidence. Yeah, exactly. No, he's, he's, he rode him beautifully, and a, a sort of big shout-out to Sean Geimer, actually rides him most mornings and has done a really good job with him because he wasn't easy at the start, um, but he's developing into a lovely horse. And there's obviously lots of options, Roman console, etc. Um, but we'll just see see how he comes through and, and you know plot a path. He's, I think you could probably aim anywhere with him. Okay. How high, though? I think you could aim as high as you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. You might have found a real one here, mate. Yeah, he's, he gave me an exceptional feel. He has done all the way through. I haven't ridden him in a race, but I, I've had a fair bit to do with him and always liked him, but I really think he's come back from that, from that spell. A bigger and better horse. Annabelle did the, did the right thing by him by putting him away, giving him a bit more time, and he's really, he's really exciting. Mid-race, he seemed to get a little bit keen, a little bit up in the bridle. He's probably not there yet. Yeah, he's still learning. He's, he's only had the two runs, but he's quite immature. He's very fast, but um, yeah, I couldn't hold him any slower at the 600. I had to let him slide, but very impressive. OK, we're going to talk a bit of about the Kosciuszko right through this show because uh, runners were peppered through this meeting. Start with Opal Ridge, and 
and Luke Pepper. I mean, she has to get a slot now. There's two slots available in the Kosciuszko. Golden Point went amiss, so mm. there's two slots available. Uh, she, running second to economics, has to earn her a, a slot in the Kosciuszko. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Look, Is there any better form? Uh, well, she's a three-year-old, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not going to argue with it. Mm. I, I just can't, I haven't really thought about that one. You know, you've got the other... Mayor, Brown mayor. just gave me a completely blank look. <laughs> I'll tell you, okay, here's the Kosciuszko, there's two slots left. Opal Ridge, three year old filly. A three year old filly has won the Kosciuszko, it's me. I don't know whether she's it's me. Yeah, yeah. But she's run second in a listed race. You've got um, Meg, who we'll get to later. Mm. And you've got, I think, Anathol, the other horse that's high up in the market. Yeah, like, uh, they're probably the three. Yeah. And you could make cases for and against all three of them. Yeah, well, okay. I. No need for you guys to say any more. <laughs> Not that you said anything. You, you think Abel Ridge should be here. Here's Luke Pepper. <laughs> Luke Pepper, great run from Abel Ridge in the Heritage. Looked like when it got squeezed out of that inside run at the top of the straight at, at the start again and got to the outside and ran on well. Yeah, look, probably took a bit of a momentum away from a, um, on the corner, but look, the horse outside lady just gave a really good, strong kick and she probably got held up and, um, you know, like I said, took the wind out of her for a few strides. But to her credit, she picked herself up and she was incredibly strong through the line. So she's still run a super race and she's uh, now, you know, black tight place. So it's a big box tick for her. Um, and look, I was wrapped the way she went. Ideally, you'd go to the Kosciuszko now, but you have to get a run. There are two slot holders out there following Golden Point's exit from the race. How's that situation shaping up? Look, we've talked to both slot holders. Um, we've given them our, our um, deal that we'd like to go into the race. Um, I guess it's back in their court now, the ball's in their court, and uh, if they want her, she's obviously a filly on the up, and you know she's a pretty uh, handy country three-year-old filly at the moment that gets in light at the weight. So I think you know if she went that way and um, she got chosen, she'll, be, she'll give them a um, you know really good strong finish in the, over the 1,200 metres, which probably she probably just found the 1,100 a bit short today. All right, I, should, I probably should have went to Luke Pepper first. Here's uh, the Moyer Stakes. <laughs> <laughs> the Moyer Stakes at Mooney Valley on Friday night. Curl and Gatter. Curl and Gatter. Well, here, two Group 1s run on the weekend. Both come out of the slipper. Curl and Gatter and Jackano. Yeah, what a valuable filly this is. Uh, she's worth a fortune um, with her record and pedigree and, and her speed. Um, she's, uh, she's a great improvement from one run to the next. I don't know about this, this race, but it was just so biased. Mm, yeah. It was up the rail, all yeah. up, anywhere on the rail was a huge advantage. So how do, we, how do we assess this race? I don't know. You can only win, and she won. Um, I thought Pulele was terrific considering the circumstances. Um, he had to, you know, be in the no-go zone there, and um, he just was warming up when it was all over. Ross, they, he didn't have any uh, any luck at all, so we still talk about him as well. Mm. Um, the fringe dwellers, they are. Yeah, yeah but Jamie Carr going. Yeah, yeah, she's flying. I think she had five yesterday at morning. Five at morning. Yeah. Um, Godolphin, uh, they just have to pick Pulele, don't they? I, I would pick in secret. Yeah. Mm. I've, they I won't, but I would. They won't. <laughs> I would after a run I at the would. weekend. Oh, I thought just uh, fresh blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Three-year-old filly. I would pick her. Pick in secret? That's, that's not their style. Well, let's hear from... Let's, uh, here's, here's, the, here's the slot uh, owners, and we've got Snapdancer the latest into the field. Now, Bonho loses Classic Legend. Where does he go? Coolmore, well, let's say it's Jackano. Godolphin, let's say it's 
uh, Pulele, or in secret. Uh, Aquas, what do they do? And then over the page, you've got James Herron and James Kennedy. Now, Kennedy, we believe, is the front runner with Overpass. Okay. He's, he's made the, uh, the push to, to get the slot filled by Overpass, but that hasn't been confirmed yet, but it, I believe it will be in the next week. Ronnie, you said it's not their style, Godolphin, but I didn't think their style was to run a cult against the Philly like yesterday. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Hasn't that changed over the I years? I think it's changed a bit there. They, they run them, they're very meticulous. Yeah. You know, they love the pattern and, mm. and, the, and winning the group. You know, I don't know why they want to win group races, but the horses they're going to breed for themselves anyway. Is it? Well, yeah. They're, 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 <laughs> unless you want to sell them with the big black type, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're breeding for themselves. They're, the, they're, they've balked at running three-year-olds in the Everest in the past. They could have run Bivouac. I don't know why they didn't run Bivouac. Mm. That's right. He, he, he would have run very History well. History tells you they will not run it. And, and Pulele, they didn't run Pulele. Pulele is a three-year-old. No. So, will they run a three-year-old filly? Let's hear from Vin Cox anyway after Pulele in, 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 in secret and, and Golden Mile at, uh, over the weekend. Vin Cox from Godolphin. Is the Everest picture any clearer for you? Uh, no, not at all, Greg. We, we, you know, we've got a few weeks before we need to make up our mind and uh, we'll just sit back and evaluate how, how the weekend's runners went and, and what else we have in our arsenal. And uh, yeah, no, we'll, you know, we'll just see what happens from there. Last night, Paulelli, when they sprinted, it sort of got away from the horse and then it came again at the end. Yeah, no, he, we were very happy the way he finished off. Uh, it was quite pleasing. Uh, he was at his top a long way and probably 1,000 metres is not his go anymore. Is there anything here for you today in the Golden Rose, etc.? Oh, look, we're delighted with the way our horses ran. Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, the race is, what, two minutes over, so I won't say too much about them at this point. Always difficult to put a three-year-old filly into a race like the Everest. Would you do it? Unlikely. There you go. I told you. You told <laughs> <laughs> What are they? Was there a, was there a, play it. Was there a special on Raymond Reddington hats? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At Godolphin. Yeah, They've well, all got them. Well, yeah, must have been. You've got to get one. I've got to get a hat. You've got to get a hat. Uh, here's the market as it stands with an S next to their name saying they've got a slot. 210 for Lost and Running. Now, we will see. Uh, sorry, 210 H Street. We will see Lost and Running in the premiere. We'll see Overpass, Marzu, Mars Crusader, and I believe Apache Chase is coming down for Desley Forster, and there'll be quite a few others. But we will get to see Lost and Running, Overpass, Marzu, and Mars Crusader in the premiere. Yeah, and look, if it's a dry track, I think there'll be a big firmer after the premiere. I think mm. he'll run boldly, Mars Crusader. Mm, yes, he will. Mm. No doubt about it. Okay, and uh, speaking of uh, Godolphin, uh, a milestone yesterday for James Cummings. Now, before we roll this thousandth winner, for James Cummings in the Godolphin Blue. Right back at the start, you rode his first winner. I rode his first winner at uh, Warry Farm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, his okay. first runner, first winner. Corey Brown rode number one. Here is number 1,000 to James Cummings in the Godolphin Blue at Newcastle yesterday. Congratulations. Battling away on the inside, Grange Rockstar. They're two in front of Better Not Bitter. Pericles in front. Grange Rockstar on the inside is the challenger. Grange Rockstar and Pericles. Pericles finding Grange Rockstar coming at it. They hit the line. Maybe Pericles a nose to Grange Rockstar. Nothing in it. They got away from Better Not Bitter. And then Tamar Supermanium.
OK, uh, Nimalee, she's already a Group 1 winner and she added another Group 2 to her resume yesterday, winning the Golden Pendant. What a great mare she is. She beats the Queenslander Palaya Pan and Papali into third. Yeah, she's a terrific mare. She's so tough, you can make a couple of runs on her. She just keeps delivering. Loves Rose Hill. She, uh, she does love Rose Hill. Wet, dry, whatever you want to put in front of her, she just... She's just, just Mrs. Reliable. She's just a great racehorse, and when you see her in the flesh, she actually looks like a colt. She's big, she's strong, robust, but I just love how she, she doesn't win by big margins, but she just loves sticking her head out. Yeah, she does. Blyer Pam was good. She's going to be a force in whatever she runs in in these mares races. Um, that's two uh, good runs from her in Sydney now. What are we going to do with this Espiona? Uh, I, it was just that I think the barrier beat it at Rose Hill on Saturday. I honestly do like, oh, I've got a bit of a soft spot for her. I don't like the head carriage, like that's, I don't know what's going on there. It's only when, as soon as she goes under pressure, as soon as Jane's pushed the button again there yesterday, the head goes up and it's just an awkward style, but but I, I think you've got to give her another chance. Let's go to the stewards footage. It was an amazing scene in the stewards room yesterday watching the vision come through. There were seven jockeys in the room. Seven jockeys all lined up being questioned about interference when they jump away. So. Espiona, three in from the outside. Uh, that's one of the horses we're looking at. And Catlin in the uh, Godolphin Blue. Just freeze it there. Uh, there's Espiona coming across. And just in front of her, Catlin. Now, you're going to see two bits of interference. Espiona will come across and get Raduna in the yellow colours, Rachel King. And Catlin comes across and it looks like gets My Whisper, Willie Pike. See that chain reaction there? You had, you had Clark maybe in trouble for getting My Whisper and Pike. And then you had McDonald maybe in trouble for getting King on Raduna. In the end, the stewards said there isn't enough footage, there isn't enough evidence to, to say that definitively Clark and McDonald caused those two bits of interference. They both got off. So mm. you can see that there's something there, but they couldn't attribute. Yeah. Tough one. And I'll, te I'll tell you why though, I think that is. I think both, um, both well, Pike's Mount and... Um, McDonald? No. Pike's Mount and Rachel King's Mount overdone it. Mm. You watch their heads go up, and I, I don't think, I, I think it's more a reaction of the horse rather than the the jockey reefing and tearing. I think it's, I, I know there's movement, but I can see what what the explanations would have been both Pike as well as King. The horses were overdone. It's yeah. throwing their heads in I there. think uh, a lot of the reason there was Raduna missed the start. It's usually a charged leader. Yeah. And once it missed the start, them horses can go revving and Got going into runs that aren't there yeah, as well. Correct. Uh, let's have uh, a, a listen to uh, Matthew Smith and also uh, Regan Bayless after winning the Golden Pendant. She's already a Group 1 winner and she's put a very important race, another one on her CV. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tisha was tough today, so um, she's taken a couple of runs to, to get her fit this time in and uh, had to put a couple of extra trials into her as well. So it was good to see it today, sort of tough it out to finish. Didn't have any favours and she was she was strong late, so it was a super effort. I don't think she's ever let you down, has she? Uh, she's a beauty. Uh, I wouldn't mind a few more like her. <laughs> <laughs> have you got the option of backing up next week? Is the Epsom on the on the cards? I think it is for sure. Yeah, we'll have a think about it and see how she pulls up, but um, it's definitely on the cards. Have you backed her up before? How do, how do you think she'll go a week into a, a big mile? I don't know if we have backed her up before, but uh, she's a big, strong mare. She's a good eater. She, she helps herself anyway, so... If she was to come through the race, okay, we will definitely have a serious think about it. Like I said to Greg, I was a little bit concerned when I seen the barrier and where you're going to end up. But you took all the guesswork out of it and put her up outside the lead. Tough win. Yeah, you're not the only one, Brownie. Uh, I was worried too, and 
um, we're able to sort of just slide across without doing too, exerting too much energy and um, push forward and cross um, mirror vision. And as soon as I got outside X patch, you come back and relax, beautiful. But she's in for a dog fight today, and she's a top class man. 54 and a half? Yeah, no problem. Hopefully she pulls up well and she might have a good chance um, in the Epsom. Damien Lane, Palayapan? Yeah, super run. Karen McAvoy, Papali? Solid run by her, you know. Her form last prep showed that she was up to this level and she used the inside gate a bit to, to get a nice spot and, and gave a good kick, good good run. Yep. James McDonald, Espiona? No, I don't know what to make of her. She's um, she's offering so much more track work. Chad Schofield, ex, uh, electric girl? Yeah, really good run again. She. Um, Hit the line strong, her best work was late. Tim Clark, Catalan. Yeah, I thought it was a really brave effort from her. She, she's never too far away. She's very consistent and ran well again today. Tom Sherry, expat. Yeah, she ran well. Um, I would have loved her to be a little bit softer for her. I feel as though the other ones just have about a ton of speed onto her girl. Tommy Berry, Jamea. Yeah, look, it's not that soft out there, but for a, a filly, that, or a mare, I should say now, um, just loves hard ground. It's too soft for her. Sam Clippard and Miravision. Yeah, couldn't have been more happy with her. She's, um... She sort of gets better as she gets into a prep now. She's a bit older. Um, she's been beaten two lengths and has, and has run, run very well. Blake Shin, Dynasties? Yeah, look, she's come back well, a little bit short of her best, but look for her getting over further. Jason Collett, Startontes? Uh, unlucky, just didn't get enough clear air late. Tyler Schiller, Meg? She was very good, she just needed a barrier. Willie Pike, My Whisper? I, I think she just wants further. Day four, Delcini. Uh, she tried hard but wasn't able to find the line today. Brenton Avjala, Jim Martini. Yeah, I thought she ran well first up. She obviously finished at the back of the pack, but she's a mare. Once she gets to a mile and a quarter, she'll be in her own. Rachel King, Raduna. Um, unfortunately, she just missed a kick today, which race was over after that. Let's have a look at the Epsom market, and then I'll get you to comment on um, Startontes. But here's the Epsom market. Uh, Ice Bath, Top Rank, Fangirl, Hinged. I'm not sure how many are going to line up in the Epsom and what they're going to have to do with the weights. I'm hearing they may raise them half a kilo. Um, what do you think of that? It's a very competitive race, um, and it's going to be a hard one to do the form on. It'll come down to, uh, to, you know, if you're an ice bar supporter, you want rain all week. If you're a fangirl, you want dry, and yep. it's mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. It's, it's easy coming up now and saying, you know, I like that in the Epsom, and things change. Just back on that start, Tonto, she, had, uh, she did run into dead ends in that race, and she had lacerations in both hind fetlocks and a near hind cannon, so she's cut herself about a bit uh, when she ran into that trouble. All right, big day on Saturday coming up at Royal Randwick. The Epsom, the, uh, the big one, along with the Metropolitan. Here's Chris Waller and his runners. Chris Waller, you've got a lot of horses up near the top of the market in the big races next Saturday, including in the Epsom with Fangirl and Hinge. Two of your favourites. They both ran in the George Main. What do you think? Um, they're both, both ready to go. Um, they've been set for the race since the start of the prep. Um, I guess the pendulum's turned a little bit. Everyone was on Fangirl after a first up run. Uh, and maybe it's turned to hinge now after her great run in the George Main. So um, Fangirl carries a bit more weight. Hinge gets a weight advantage. So it'll be interesting. I guess it'll come down to barrier draws, track conditions and things of like that. But I'm really happy with both of them. And where they head to from there will be determined by how well they run. We can either go Golden Eagle or sort of a Melbourne path if they're up to a Cox Plate, which is a big step. Enjoying a successful day at Rosehill, hoping to be successful again at Randwick next Saturday. Top ranked in the Epsom, one of the favourites. Yeah, very excited about him. He ran um, a superb race first up off a long layoff, and he's you know he was probably only 80% there on the day. So lots of improvement to come. Um, and he had that big weight, and I mean he's a big horse, um, but I think he's well weighted. I think for for the Epsom, 
and um, yeah, I'd, I'd love it to have been three weeks, um, but to be honest, he's pulled up an absolute treat. Um, his work was very good this morning, so um, if he can draw a nice gate, I think he'll be he'll be fighting out the finish, that's for sure. Adrian, but you've got a couple going to the Epsom, including Converge, who's been back in a couple of races. Can you get the horse to improve? Yeah, certainly think we can. Um, you know, I, I think he hasn't necessarily had the, the right conditions in his first couple of runs. He, he, he really struggled on the... On, on, on the track first up in the tramway and then um, in the George Main just from a tricky draw he went back in a slowly run race and uh, was just left with a fair bit to do but that's that's brought him on nicely um, yeah he goes into the Epsom in, um, in in good order and you know likely to see a bit more bit more pressure in that race and with that hopefully we can see him settle in a nice position and um, on, on a firmer track ho hopefully we can see him bounce back to his best. Crosstalk held on pretty well in the Bill Ritchie after an early speed battle. He did, yeah. He's um, you know, a bit of time between runs, so I think he'll you know, hopefully show a good bit of improvement off that. And Yeah, just, just that early early pressure in that race told, but he but he stuck on well and, and, and stuck on courageously. And as I said, hopefully that nice tough run just um, yeah, brings him on nicely for, for a tough mile in the Epsom. OK, flight stakes market. Let's have a look at that, the other group one on the program. We'll get to the Metropolitan later, uh, but you've got Zagotcha, Wolverine, Fireburn. You'd love to see Fireburn there. She's extreme, well, no doubt, with her backing up. Good race. Um, I know Zagotcha. She's still got. She's so brilliant. She's still got to run that mile, and I'm, I'm all over Wolverine's last run. Mm -hmm. and, and then we got the the two backup horses, and and there's a good push from Adam Pomery as well. Mm. So it's it's a good race. Uh, Greg Pritchard catching up uh, with the flight stakes trainers, Chris Waller, and also Adrian Bott. In the flight, you've got Zoo Gotcha, who I guess could be described as one of your up-and-coming stable stars, but Madame Pomery in the same race nearly knocked it off last up. Yeah, Madame Pomery had the wide draw, um, covered the extra ground, Zoo Gotcha. A little bit slow away, had a few things against it, but got the upper hand the last part of the race. So it'll be interesting, I think, out of my two, it'll be determined by what gets the 1,600-metre distance better. So you can see that um, um, Madame Pomery improved from 12 to 14 maybe she makes the same improvement who knows who got she might improve as well so it's a great time of the year there's so many unknowns but it's good to have a good hand in, in a big day's racing north star lass won the furious over 1200 then it was fourth in the t rays what about the 1600 of the flight yeah look i always thought she should should handle that distance um yeah i think sort of she she can roll forward and just get into a nice rhythm over that sort of trip and um, certainly wasn't disappointed there um, with her over, over the 1,400 metres. I thought she still ran, still ran well, um, still opened a good bit of improvement and, and she looks right on target. OK, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at the Metropolitan, the market, and what changed after yesterday's Colin Stephen. Colin Stephen, a week out from the Metropolitan. Here's the finishing stages with Grove Ferry uh, fighting off Cadre du Noir. In fact, fighting off the uh, the pair of Eustace and uh, Ma runners who ran second and third. Good win. He was tough. He was keen and, and didn't settle better and conserve energy like the other runners. So there's a lot of merit. First time at 2400, I must say. So. Cadre didn't worry, might want a little wetter. Herman Hess just left flat-footed and took a while to get going, but was very good. So hard to split those three. The ride won the race. Yeah, it was a good Timmy ride. Timmy Clark going past the post first time, held J-Mac out off the fence. Made him, deep, made him work to go around him, sit outside lead. So, yeah, I definitely think the ride won the race. Mm. Well, let's hear from uh, Adrian Bott and also Tim Clark after the win of this import, Grove Ferry. 
Good to see him put his head in front today because we've sort of had him for about 12 months now and he hasn't been able to do that for us. So maybe just getting out in trips has been, been the key. It was the first time over this distance for us, so that was the only unknown going, going here today. And Obviously, as you saw in the first few furlongs there, he can be a little bit a little bit keen in, in patches and um, took a little while for Tim to get him to settle, but once he did, he found a lovely lovely rhythm and that sort of really helped and that was probably the difference in the end. And the backup next week to the Metrop, that's likely? Yeah, most likely. I um, obviously wanted to see him tick that distance box today and I think he's done that done that very well. Uh, I know he had a sort of a while between runs coming here today, but he had a, a, a really good foundation and a good, good lead up prior to that. So um, we sort of came in with that in, that in mind, with that intention that would leave that option open and I, I think off what we saw today, it's worthwhile. Credit when credit's due, mate. You won the race going past the post first time when you held the favourite two deep or three deep, you stayed one off and then you made him work up outside lead? Yeah, you know, he had my horse a nice bunny and he uh, he's not the easiest horse to ride. He can get pretty strong and Deepu rides him most of his work and does a good job on him. There was five weeks between runs there too, up, up to the 2400, so really strong on the line, so good signs. Do you think the 1200 metre trial mid prep really worked? Well, it definitely helped get that foundation into him and so he could come here today and look, he's been building to a win and um, maybe just sort of stepping out of that 2400 really um, worked in his favour. That's the uh, tenth time Gay has won that race, the Colin Stephen. Here's the market for the Metropolitan with Durston, the favourite in front of Benno. Uh, Allegron unlikely, the way James was talking in that post-race interview from last week, but he's still in the market at $8. And then you've got Cadre de Noir and Stockman. Good race. Yep, on a bit of differing opinions there. We'll get uh, to Chris Waller now with the favourite Durston and also uh, David Eustace, what he thought about his pair yesterday. Interesting how you've steered Durston to the Metropolitan, winner of the Wyom Cup and the Newcastle Cup and looking good. Yeah, he's got so much confidence and that's the same around the stables. Um, all the staff are happy with him and yeah, he's become a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a, uh, bit of a pet and um, a highly spoken of horse. So the way he's doing it is pretty impressive. Obviously the Metropolitan will be much tougher but all he can do is win and win impressively, and that's what he's been doing. David Eustace for yourself and Kieran with those two place getters and Colin Stephen. What will you do with the two horses? Will both of them go to the Metro? Um, Cardre de Noir definitely will. Um, we'll see how Herman Hess uh, comes through it. He's, you know, his, his handicap mark sort of allows him to go to a lesser race. Um, and he's very weather dependent, this horse. We, we need fast ground for him, or at least not heavy ground. So. We'll be guided by the weather a bit, but Cardray will definitely go to the Metrop. I guess Cardray now, we certainly saw it's a fighter, and that can often take you a long way in a race like the Metrop. Yeah, I thought he was a bit stiff, uh, really. Um, he just had to do a little bit, um, top of the, you know, top that top bend there, which probably cost him essentially, you know, he's always beaten a couple of inches. So he's trying great, as you say, he dug in well, and, um, you know, we'll roll on to the Metrop. All right, the Shannon Stakes, uh, normally uh, a final lead up to the uh, Epsom. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, no, we're going to go to that now. We're going to go to that now. Surf Dancer. So the Shannon, all these horses have, were nominated um, in the order of entry for the Epsom, but I don't know how many of them will go. Maybe Ellsberg will go there, but Surf Dancer, the winner, won't. Yep, he's, um, he's, look, he's ticking along well. There's a lovely little return from him. He's come back well. Old Flame's ticking along beautifully for his grand final. I think Gerald May said to me yesterday he might change his tact and might run him in the Epsom next week, right. uh, Ellsberg. And Kerwin's Lane, he's a better horse second up. And he went, he did enough first up there. And 
Dr. Drill didn't go bad first yeah. up there either. Up on the inside. Yeah. So, Ellsberg maybe to the Epsom. Surf Dancer will go to the Big Dancer. I'll get a market up for you in a moment. Old Flame, he's being set for the Five Diamonds, the new race the for five-year-olds only. Yep. There's a million-dollar prelude, a million-dollar prelude on Everest Day and a two-million-dollar Five Diamonds final on Golden Gift Day at the end of the carnival. Yeah, well... The Golden Eagle works. I think this Five Diamonds might work as well. There's a lot of five-year-olds around, and uh, and with a lead-up like that, and there's the big dance. There'll be a lot of dancing and diamonds. <laughs> a lot and of dancing. Races everywhere. That's Melbourne Cup Day. You know, there's a little dance on as well. Oh well, consolation. I'll, I'll, I'll go in the little dance. <laughs> you just can hang around for the big dance. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at more racing from Rose Hill Gardens. Duff and Shanny got the day off to a good start for putters, uh, tipping the first winner. This was Smooth Esprit, uh, trained by Clint London. Yeah, beautiful ride by Karen. He just uh, camped behind him. He was ridden closer. He's just been crying out for a drier track, and he gets one, and he gets the right ride. He's a lovely horse. He took a bit of winding up, but yeah, through the line, he was really strong. He's actually a really nice horse to look at. Yeah. Uh, King of Spades will win one of these shortly. Uh, Mr. 88 was good. Uh, Radiohead yeah, might be something a bit on, if it goes back to the bush. And I don't know where they're going to place this Jalmari. He's just impossible to place. He's run an eye-catch along the inside there late, but um, deserved the win, the winner. Uh, let's have a look at race two, the midway. Uh, this was Adios Steve getting the money, uh, but a couple of hard luck tails. Oh, yeah, look, uh, he, he's won the lottery here, Adios Steve. He got all the breaks. And have a look at these horses have behind here. Burbeck just was missed by a bob of the head, but the horror stories were both... Obviously, Cote behind the leaders there, he had a lot to offer. White colours fence. Yeah. Yep, and then you got May Rose who had, was clipping heels behind that to come out, and and either or even either all behind there in the checks, yeah. it never gets a crack right. of it all. So this is what punning's about. You know, some people say to me, oh, I said, oh May Rose, it's what you back. If you've <laughs> backed one of those yeah. three runners, you're going to go berserk and yeah. say I should have won. May Rose yellow cap. She watch a dip here in a minute. She clips heels down. Um, picks herself up and attacks the line, but the other two never got a chance to attack no, the line. No, so well, it's Tommy, Tommy never got off the bridle. No, no, exactly. He had a lot to offer that yeah. horse, didn't he? Uh, but he'll go round unders next up because everyone will say, yep. I would have won by four. Look at this uh, easy win here. Quality time. Let's go to race number three. This was head on your chest stuff. Yeah, where's this? where did this come from? Um, a midweek wet track win and all of a sudden he arrives here in a dry and he does it again. Up in class, he may have turned the corner. Uh, big time. Uh, look, look at Hammer on back in the field here. Uh, he's just coming out looking for room. Willie Pikey gets a week for that. Um, oh, I, I'm still on his back, this hammer, and I just think he's work in progress. No, I, 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 I was not surprised to see him go back to get colour, but I was surprised to see him back last, second last. Like, I just didn't think he'd end up back there. He comes out in front of Yaletown in a moment, and he's about to switch around. He just shaves him. Yeah. And that, and that he'll miss Silver Eagle Day, Willie Pike. Yeah. One, uh, yeah, they're big meetings, so um, yeah, he deserved it. I, he you got 10% 10 discount for a guilty <laughs> yeah. and 20% discount for missing a feature meeting. 
Okay. Well, so you've got seven days, 30% discount. In the old days, you just get five city meetings. No, 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 discount. no, no discounts. No discounts. <laughs> We're all on sale here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break. Back with more after this. Let's uh, look at the final two races we haven't seen. Race number five. This was um, right down the bottom. Fine point winning for Chris Waller. Yeah, there was a good push for her around um, yesterday and she delivered. Another nice Karen McAvoy ride. His two rides on the winners yesterday were perfect. Uh, she was always in control first up. She'd been trialling well, so she can charge through her classes. Um, this is, this is uh, my big dance horse. Uh, Buck, I think he's the one. Um, I'm gonna, at this stage, it'll change week to week probably. Uh, nice return from Morris's me dad. It's his turn to go through the benchmark system now and start putting a win, few wins together because he's competed at the top level all the way through, but he's one of these horses that'll just um, knock up winning these benchmark races through his grades. Yeah, Sabak's only had the three runs in Australia and it qualifies through that Wellington Cup. At Dubbo. Yeah, Dubbo, yeah. at Dubbo, yeah. yeah. Uh, the last of the day. Let's go to Fox Fighter in the last. So it was a double to David Payne. Bad luck for Sam Clipperton though. He gets a suspension just for laying in in that last uh, 50 metres or so, just to end the day. Yeah, the last 50 metres of the day. It's never a good time of year, although winter sometimes when you'll get a suspension for a jockey, but it's just like Ronnie Lazy. said, just laziness. Yeah, like you just sort of switch off. It's the last race of the day. You know you're on the winner. Um, yeah, it was just a little bit of laziness, but He's got a week to think about it. Let's yeah. see Foxfighter coming home down the outside just lays in and gets fire. Mm, it was nothing really. Mm. But he, look, he won and I think the other thing out of that race is Spiridak. Uh, I think the team, uh, her team got chills after that. Uh, mm. she, that's a lovely return um, for her considering she's got the slot there as well. Yep, she's in the Kosciuszko. Here was Rod Northam after that uh, excellent performance by Spiridak. Rod Northern, Spiranax just ran a fantastic race at Rose Hill for third. You must be very happy. Yeah, yeah really happy. Um, it's probably more than what we were expecting. Um, so it's nice to know I've got her just about where she needs to be. Uh, she hasn't raced, obviously, for 12 months. Um, so first up, 1,100. Big weight drop into the Kosciuszko. Um, up to 1,200. She likes Ram Week. Uh, yeah, just, just hope it, don't, it doesn't get too wet. and you know She doesn't really like it heavy, but she handled that, that good track. It was great today. She settled way back in the field and at the top of the straight it wasn't clear how much ground she was going to make up but she motored over the last 200. Yeah she did, she was, um, I said to Reese just cut the corner and then, then get her to the outside and let her finish off and, and that's what he did, he rode her perfect and um, yeah she's, she's spot on, I'm really happy. So the plan between now and the Kosciuszko? Uh, look we won't have to do, a, do too much with her, that'll just bring her on nicely. Um, I was sort of thought she may have been runnerable the last 50, but she's probably fitted than I thought she was. So um, we don't have to do a lot with her. We'll just keep her happy. Maybe a little jump out. Uh, we've got three weeks into it. Maybe a little jump out halfway in between and um, just have a right for the day. Okay, a happy man, Rod Northam. And let's get an update on last year's winner, Art Cadeau, with Terry Robinson. Terry Robinson, we're going to see Art Cadeau in public on Monday at the trials? Yes, we are at Randwick on Monday. Looking forward to seeing what he does and how to, what Tommy thinks when he gets off the horse. What are you expecting from him? Oh, look, it's obviously it's a, you know, it's a, just a getting fit and getting get back into uh, you know, race fitness and getting around horses again. I think he needs that trip away to, uh, he gets a little bit nervous, so I think uh, just having a trial in Sydney is good for the horse. 
how is the horse and how successful do you think it's been so far just copying the same program as last spring? Yeah, I'm really happy with the horse. He seems to be a little bit stronger than me this time in, uh, which you'd like to think so, uh, because obviously it's, they get the races get harder and he is up in better company. So I do like the fact that he had that last prep where he did race in, uh, against the better horses, and I think that hopefully is, uh, he's come back a, a bit stronger horse. So he can cut back to the 1,200 and sprint well fresh? Yeah, I think he will. It works. It's worked before, and I, I see no reason why it won't work again. All right, shaping up as a great Kosciuszko. Uh, I just noticed something in that opener. Did you? Did you see? Did you? Did you pick this up, Ronnie? I picked up some bloke with no socks on. But yeah. <laughs> well, what, what, what? What? What brought this on? A little bit of a. Oh, nicely done. Just the way I skipped into the weekend, mate. A no, <laughs> I say a nine, a nine point six, <laughs> nine point six <laughs> degree of difficulty. Not, not much, but very well executed. Okay, well let's see you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Evens, thank you. Enjoy yeah, the rest guys. of your weekend. Yep, it's going to be a barrier draw Tuesday. Barrier draw Tuesday for the Epsom and Metrop ten thirty. Live on Sky Thoroughbred Central, and we've got a big day, Epsom Day, next Saturday. Can't wait. Okay, that's it. Thanks for joining us on Thoroughbred Weekly.